0: Hello, Text Talkers. Edwin here. I have a brief announcement before we get into the actual episode today. Andrew and I just want you to know that in order to make sure all episodes post on time and without missing any, we have to record these weeks in advance. That's why we don't talk about any current events, including the COVID-19 pandemic. Since we never know what the state of things will be on the day the episodes actually air, we just focus on the text we're talking about. However, we want you to know that we are obviously aware of the state our communities country and world is in we are not ignoring or dismissing it we are concerned we are praying for you for all our brothers and sisters and for our fellow man in this difficult time that being said what better thing can we do while we and our families are practicing some social isolation than to talk about god's word so keep us in your prayers and we'll keep you in ours and let's get today's episode started.
1: Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Two men. 15 minutes.
0: Eternal impact.
1: Welcome to Text Talk. In his glory I will see, I will empty. And on
0: today's episode of Text Talk, we're looking at Acts 6. And I specifically want to read just one verse today Acts chapter 6 and verse 7. Again, it's from the English Standard Version. And the word of God continued to increase, and the number of the disciples multiplied greatly in Jerusalem, and a great many of the priests became obedient to the faith. Jesus had said,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: when you have love for one another, when you have love for one another, all people will know you're my disciples. Here we see the love, the care, the concern, and what's the very next thing that happens? The church grows. The church continues to grow. Exactly what Jesus said was going to happen. People are going to know you're my disciples. They're going to want to be a part of that. And we, we see that played out in a very practical way here, but in a very shocking way. Did you notice very specifically, Luke brings out a specific group of people that are responding? Yes. Priests. Priests. Not, I, not every priest. I get it. But, but not just a couple of priests, not just a handful of priests, a great many priests. That shocks me.
1: Yes, is that shocking to you? Well, it, it, it is. It's fantastic. It's fantastic because we see somebody who has stepped up in a way to be against, uh, in the forefront of persecution against the apostles in recent chapters uh, in Acts chapter six. Excuse me, Acts four verse one. Yep, Acts four verse one. It is the same group. Called out as leading the charge against Peter and John in their preaching uh, in the temple environs. So Acts four verse one says, "Now as they, that's the apostles Peter and John, now as they spoke to the people, the priests, the captain of the temple, and the Sadducees came upon them." It's the priests coming to grab them, and I,
0: I have to arrest them. If there's <laughs> a group of people that is persecuting me, if there if there are a group if there is a group of people that are against me, that's usually the group of people that I think are going to be the very last ones to respond. In fact, not even the last ones to respond. I think that's going to be the group of people that will never respond. Those are the enemy. Those are the guys that aren't going to listen. Let's just write them off.
1: So it makes me wonder as I read this. All right. So is it the way that the Christians conduct themselves, that the priests take a second look, a consideration about what Christianity is all about? Or is it that the Christians and the apostles, they continue speaking to everyone, even continue speaking to priests, you know, or around priests? Yes. You see see what I'm getting at there? (laughs) What I'm getting at what i'm getting at is if if i have persecution i might in my mind say well okay everyone nobody needs to hear the gospel twice until everyone's heard it once and you guys <laughs> had your shot threw me in jail uh, you know check the box we've talked to them let's move on sorry i getting getting a little excited here uh, messes with the volume
0: <laughs> don't worry about it just keep keep sharing man you're getting me excited
1: on the other hand on the other hand Uh, There's an attitude of being long-suffering and saying, yeah, we had some conversations. You weren't ready to listen. You weren't into this. It wasn't your time. But times, you know, times passed. And this good news is still good news for you. We're going to keep talking about it. We're going to keep talking about it. We're going to keep telling you about it. Keep talking to you
0: about it. And they, they heard it. Obviously, there's no way for us to know what the percentage of the different aspects of what was going on among the Christians in the church that impacted these priests. But there are the things that you mentioned. There's the relationship. And again, I think we see right here in these first the first part of this chapter, they were demonstrating their love and their care. And just like Jesus had said, that's going to show people we're your disciples. I think that's a part of it. But I also think there's the fact that they are continuing to preach the message. And the two aspects of that, number one, there's the fact that the priests are hearing the message again and again and again. But there's the second aspect of that, that the priests, if anybody knows what has been done to these apostles about this and the threats that have been uttered these priests know about it. Oh, yeah. And they're seeing the conviction and the perseverance of the apostles. And that's got to be an impact. Here are guys that are willing to be thrown in jail, willing to be threatened, and they're going to keep it. Maybe I should listen to this. Some of them might have even heard Gamaliel when he said, you know, if this is not from God, it'll go away. And they're watching it not go away. and And maybe... I don't think there's any historic indication that Gamaliel turned to Jesus Christ, but it may just be that what Gamaliel said is playing on the minds of some of these priests as they're starting to notice, you know, Jesus died, but these folks are still willing to follow him as king and as God. How does that happen? Unless they are convinced that he was raised from the dead.
1: It also speaks to the fact that these priests, however many of them there were, came to a place where being right with God and following this new way means more than the um, persecution that may come along because of it, right? So um, back in uh, John chapter 12 uh, and verse 42, we see where a, a group of religious leaders, again, they know they know that what's right is to follow Jesus. They're not willing to do it. There the scripture says, Nevertheless, even among the rulers, many believed in him. But because of the Pharisees, they did not confess Him, lest they should be put out of the synagogue. For they love the praise of men more than the praise of God. And what an indictment on their heart that they wanted to be popular or right with men instead of being right with God. Here in Acts 6, We're seeing that this group of priests, they've come to the other side. It's now about the love of God and being right with God. And I I think about, we're going to get into, as we continue text talk, as we continue looking at the book of Acts, the amazing transformation with the conversion of one persecutor, Saul of Tarsus. But we're just not that, I mean, maybe it's a matter of degree, but we're not that removed from the attitude of Saul of Tarsus when we look at these priests, Who have been leading the charge of persecution and now they're willing to publicly they're going to be Christians also.
0: Because if anyone knows what's at stake, it's the people who have been the threateners. Yes. It's the people who have been the persecutors. They they understand, you know what, I'm not just I'm not just finding my place in a pew somewhere. I'm I'm changing sides. And and I know what the side I've been on is saying to these folks. But I'm willing to go over there. I, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm willing, willing to, to be subject to side. that as well. I'm, I'm going to go over there.
1: And so here's... What a, a, what a message this sends to the greater community. Oh, you geez. know, again, with a Saul of Tarsus, when he converts, they praise God because of me in Galatians chapter 1. And and that's not uh, any type of prideful boast, but it was just a recognition because of, of the journey and where he started and where he became from persecuted to preacher. And it's the same kind of thing going on here in this microcosm of Jerusalem and in the environs of the temple. The church is meeting here at the temple. Now the priests are becoming the Christians. I mean, this is huge.
0: And that may be what paves the way for what happens next with Stephen. Mm. You're, you're starting to get some of our leaders. And, and, and when you do that, we're recognizing, wait a minute. You're not just a sect of the Jews. You're something different, and you're taking our priests and bringing them over. And and I think... That's one of the things that's hard for me to remember. You know, we're 2,000 years removed from this time of Christianity being established and the church starting. But at this point, up till this time, it's it's kind of been viewed as just a sect of Judaism. Right. In fact, at the very beginning, it pointed out that they were having favor with God and with men, even people who weren't coming in. They had favor with them. Now we're seeing that shift. And it may be part of this. You're getting some of our priests and we're starting to realize, wait a minute you're something different, I don't like it. And now, like we said the other day, you follow in the footsteps of Jesus, well, you follow in the footsteps of Jesus.
1: So as the sixth chapter goes on and uh, Stephen has these false witnesses raised up against him, they accuse him of saying these blasphemous words against the holy place and against the law. But what's the backdrop of this? Priests are becoming Christians. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. And, and we don't like it. The, these guys, the this guy's he's going to tear down the temple. The priests are switching sides. <laughs> the,
0: the priests are going. And if you're going to pull the priests away, maybe something is going to yeah, happen. Yeah. What, what else the is going to happen next? And so we, we see these accusations. Here, here's what I'm encouraged by though. There are plenty of times that I've studied with someone and they've rejected and it breaks my heart but what i'm learning here is not to give up. i mean even mm-hmm. if even if my involvement with them is over and i never get another shot to talk with them, i don't know what's going to happen next. i don't know what what other people are going to be in their lives. i don't know what other aspects are playing in, what other things are going to happen that they might remember what we talked about or or somebody else might say something and and it prompts something or or who knows. You know, it might take 10 contacts for someone to finally surrender their allegiance to Jesus Christ. And I'm only contact number two. Yeah. But if contact number two doesn't happen, then we don't get to contact number 10. And and that's what we're seeing here. So take courage. Take courage. Don't, don't give up hope on people who have been opposed, who have rejected, even folks who are militantly opposed to the gospel. I have I have had that experience myself, where there were folks that I studied with, and I mean not just rejected it, but but like in my face, mad, angry about it. Oh boy! And a year or two later, they ended up becoming Christians, and what a wonderful, wonderful uh, experience that was. It it, it was it demonstrated again what a gift this is that we get to do in proclaiming the gospel.
1: I just praise God to hear about that,
0: and it does happen. and And, and then there's folks that you know we, we never know. You just, you never know what's happening with well, anyone.
1: Yeah, I appreciate what you're saying, that we don't know if we're number one or if we're number 10, uh, you know, if, if it takes 10 uh, for someone to hear this word. And so the important thing is to take that step, take advantage of that opportunity to share the word of God. And if there's a lesson here about persistence, I think there's probably also a lesson here about um, do not prejudge. Uh, here's these guys walking around in their priestly garments doing their priestly stuff, And uh, you might look at that and say, well, these are not the people to go talk to. Uh,
0: Yeah, when you said that, it just made me think. I've kind of been talking as if we are certain it's the exact same priest who did the persecuting that have now become Christians. I may not exactly know that, but— But, you know, in my mind, if priests are the ones that were persecuting me, I might see a complete different priest and go ahead and prejudge them. Well, he's one of those. Right. He's one of those. I already know what they believe. I already know what they think. They don't believe in the resurrection. They're not going to believe this. So I might as well not even tell that guy. And, and, And he never even gets the one contact. Don't prejudge. I really appreciate you bringing that point out. Well, we're wrapping up the week here, and we're so thankful that you've joined us for our talks about the text this week. We're going to be meeting on Sunday at 9 o'clock for our Bible classes, 10 o'clock for an assembly where we're worshiping God. We'd love for you to come be a part of that. You can visit our website at christiansmeethere.org. We'll have a link on that in our show notes. We'd love to hear from you. Do you have any questions about Acts? What is it that you're learning from the text? Go ahead and shoot us a message text talk at org. that will also be in our show notes again i just want to say thank you so much for being with us this week i look forward to learning about Stephen's sermon next week andrew go ahead and wrap us up with a prayer
1: our great god and father thank you for the day thank you for the week that we've been able to open up your word and read from acts chapter six so many wonderful lessons so many wonderful teachings uh, father we are just uh, humbled today to see the power of your word and gospel to break down barriers of false thoughts and ideas with truth. And God, uh, may we always remember what a privilege it is as Christians to be able to share that truth with other people and not to be prejudiced or prejudgmental, but just to take what we have, which is your riches of grace in Christ, and to share it with another. We pray, Father, that you might bless us this day to that end. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: Amen.